Live from the Tech Talk Studios hey. in the nation's capital and the heartland of America. It's Tech Talk. Well, it's that time again. It's time for Tech Talk. I'm Brad Koss, my co-host, the one and only Dr. Jay Greenstein, the data doc talk. Jay, I know you're not in Washington, D.C. today, uh, probably at your parents' house. Are you doing okay? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thank you for asking. I am in California. Um, I am in Orange County, and uh, my parents, you know, got a little ill, but um, my sister, who's amazing, has been taking care of them, and I came out to, to help support, and uh, they're doing great, much better. They're doing great right now, so, uh, you know, thanks for asking, but it's all good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. We have a guest, an interesting guest today. Uh, I've not met Eric before. Well, he's kind of interesting. I don't know. He's not. He's, iffy. he's kind of iffy. Personal yeah. best. <laughs> I've I've not met him before, but I've I've been talking to him a little pre-show here about what he does. It was interesting because two of the products that they sell, I actually uh, use today in my PT therapy. So that's awesome. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it at first, but I when I was that. going through their products, I saw it on their website today. So. Why don't you introduce Eric and and let's get started uh, with the conversation, Jay. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, audience, please join me in welcoming Eric Fernandez from Hyperice. Um, Eric and I have been friends for several years now. Uh, we were introduced by a mutual friend, uh, Mr. Paul Timko, who um, if you don't know Paul, then you're missing out on life because he is the man. But he introduced Eric and I and we've become fast friends and we're just super excited to have you here today, brother. Awesome, man. Awesome. Really appreciate it. Super, super excited to be here. We've been talking about this for a while and I think we missed one too because I couldn't figure out how to click a link or something. So like, I don't know why you even want to have me on a tech talk, but thank you for bearing with me. Well, <laughs> it's super interesting because, yeah, for sure. It's super interesting because technology, and we were talking about this kind of pregame, but technology is not just about the digital experience, right? Like you need technology to build incredibly high quality products. And so, you know, I definitely want to dive into that at some point, but maybe you could just give the audience a little bit of a background of who you are and what you do and, and really most importantly, why you do what you do. Whew. All right. I'll give it a shot. So uh, my name is Eric Fernandez from Hyperice, the one and only. Um, hopefully you guys are familiar with us. If you're not, I hope you'll check us out. Um, so I am lucky enough to oversee their healthcare division, um, really highly focused on what we're doing in the rehab space. So quite a bit of that is within chiropractic. Uh, so I think that's one of the ways Dr. J and I first got connected along with, I think we're at FCA maybe, if that sounds yeah. right, down in, down in, yep. down in Florida. Um, you know, Hyperice is an organization. Uh, we make therapeutic modalities. Um, a lot of people know us for what we do with the NBA and MFL and MLB and the list goes on. Um, but at their core, they are designed to impact patients' physiology and hopefully enable them to move better. And so uh, I think as an organization, our products are really designed for, for clinicians. And I think why I get excited about it, why I do what I do is because we don't sell products. I mean, at the end of the day, we got a list of things we manufacture and, and ultimately we're a for-profit company. So yes, audience, please buy them. I'm not supposed to say that. <laughs> uh, but but, but we, we spend our time focusing on solutions. And, and, and I think that Hyperize is a mission-driven organization. We always say we want to help everybody on the planet move better and, and live better because of it, right? Like quality of life is so intimately connected to movement. We do that through innovative technology, um, and that's really core to all of us in the organization. And, and that's so well aligned, I think, with chiropractic and, and sort of with the clinical space as a whole. So, you know, Brad, when I get to hear your story, like, 
I went to I went to PT today, right? And I got to use these products, and they help me feel better. They help me move. That's awesome, right? When I when I get to hear Dr. J talk about how he's getting results in clinic, that's awesome. And then when we can help try to drive change and innovation, you know, within the space, that's ultimately helping individual people. That that feels good. So I, I like that. I don't want to I don't want to sell products. I want to do this. Well, that's that. That's great, Eric. That's great. I'm real curious about the name before we get into some of the technology pieces. The name Hyperice. Do you know what the origins of that was? Where did that come from? Yeah, so I'll butcher it a little bit, uh, and Anthony would probably have my head. uh, But um, at the end of the day, uh, so Kobe Bryant was one of our first like product testers, almost advisors. Anthony Katz, our founder, living in SoCal, um, got introduced to Kobe, and and Kobe gave him some really real feedback on our first product, the ICT line, which was an ice compression. Um, And and when this thing started taking off, um, Anthony actually sort of based Hyperice off this idea of he was had designed and patented this this new you know sort of ice compression unit and Kobe's uh, new shoe I think it was the Hyper Dunk had just come out and literally he just mashed the two together and that's how we got Hyperice. That's that's a, awesome. That that's super great, cool. What what? That's a great story. Yeah. What kind of um, it is. What kind of feedback did Kobe give? Uh, like do you do, do you know? Did did uh, Anthony share that information? Yeah. So I've heard him talk about it a couple times. And so I think the the quick version of the story is. He, he sort of got introduced to Kobe because he was training at a, at a, at a facility, you know, outside of the season. And Anthony had some uh, a friend or two there and they were sort of got introduced and Anthony was able to quickly be like, would you try this? And, and Anthony's whole thing was he was watching, you know, players in the sideline of the NBA with these ice packs taped around, dripping everywhere, freaking mess. And he was like, there's got to be a better solution. And, and he started thinking about neoprene and these packs and this idea of like, could we suck out the air and just how could we make that? There's got to be a better way. There's water dripping everywhere. Um, and, I, and I think what he told me once is that he like sort of gave this prototype to Kobe and it was like, will you try this and let me know what you think? And sort of feeling like most likely I don't hear anything. If I get a thumbs up, cool. If I get a thumbs down, I'll go cry and get over it. And, and Kobe actually came back like a week or two later with like really detailed notes. I like this, but could you think about this? Could you cut it here? Like this would help me flex a little better. Um, and, and together they, they worked on on that first really innovative product. The, the ICT line what really set it apart and continues to is it has this air release valve, right? That allows you to suck the air out of it. Um, so it stays colder longer. It conforms to your, to your body longer. That was a really key part of it. Um, and so early, in those early days, having that feedback from an athlete of his level, who is incredibly competitive to say the least, um, yeah. you know, in a, in a really good way, uh, was, was inspiring. And I think, I think it gave Anthony sort of the direction, but it, more importantly, the confidence to keep pushing. And now we're here today. That's incredible. I love that story. That's just amazing. I did not know the backstory there. Um, and, and to get someone like Kobe, who was being super thoughtful about his feedback, ultimately, he probably knew that it would benefit him and other athletes around around the world. Um, but it's just amazing how like the universes collide and you get you get that. So that's, that's super cool. Yeah, 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 it's a lot of fun to see. I mean, Go ahead, Eric. No, no go, go ahead, for it, Brad. You stepped on so me. There's a little bit of lag. I, I was talking too much. Yeah, no, there's a little bit of a lag, a delay. <laughs> we so we got to we got to fix we got to fix the lag. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I really impressed me about your products is they all have that ergonomic, cutting edge look to them. That um, to me, I think that that in itself says, uh, "Hey, we're cutting edge technology," and. Uh, 
that going through your website and seeing that really impressed me that you not only the effects of the device, the aesthetics of the device and, and that must help you in marketing the products out. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, I, you know, industrial design is, is often not given the credit it, it, it deserves. Um, and I think we put a lot of time and effort into our design ideation. And there's, a, you know, there's the form and function. And there's also how it's perceived and how that brings your brand together. But we often, not often, we do. We really look at, you know, companies like Apple, like Nike, like Tesla, like Dyson, um, uh, as, as those leaders and really aspire to, to sort of be them in a lot of ways. And some of that is just the simple ways of when you pick something up, how does it feel in your hand? How does it look, right? And how does that impact the way you interact with it? Um, people like Apple devices because they work and they work better together and they're easy to use and people are willing to pay a premium for them and take more value and greater utility out of them. So, you know, it's definitely something we consciously think about. So it's cool you, you've seen that. Yeah, I love it. I'm super curious about your R&D. Like, how do you decide the next product that you're going to build? Is it feedback? Is it somebody else just sees a problem like Anthony did? How do you make those R&D decisions? You know, we throw a bunch of crap on the wall. We throw darts at them. And whichever one we hit, that's the that's the direction we get. <laughs> no, I mean I love that method. Listen, there, without you know, without giving away the house, so to speak, there, there's a lot to it. I mean, we've got uh, a really big team of of engineers um, based in California and based in Boston, but we've also got manufacturing partners abroad, and sort of we all really work together. And there's market demands. What are people asking for? What are questions out there? Where do we see the ability to cross innovate between different technologies? So like our Venom line is heat and vibration combined. I think that's one of our most special products. It's two separate therapies put together into one really special device. Um, and then we're always on the lookout. Um, you know, we like to think of ourselves as leaders within the recovery space. Um, and, and one of the benefits there is that lots of people come to us with ideas and thoughts and innovation. And, you know, we can't implement all of them, but, but we're always looking for sort of what's the best, most exciting, who are the best and brightest, what can we do to take them and take those really exciting ideas and bring them to the world and make them accessible to not just the pros, but to, but to everybody. Well, guys, it's uh, it's that time again. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Tech Talk. I'm Brad Koss. My co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein today. We have Eric Fernandez. Eric, thank you for joining us. We'll be right back in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Dave Klein, co-founder and director of business development for PayDC, the chiropractic industry's leading developer of cloud-based integrated practice management software. PayDC is fast, easy, and affordable to use. PayDC will significantly help you improve your practice in three main areas. Number one, it will help you reduce the amount of time needed for training. Number two, it will help you increase your revenues, both from insurance companies and your patients. And number three, the system is based on federal law, improving the quality of your documentation and helping you tell a better story of how you care for your patients. This episode is sponsored by Infinity. In the modern age of electronic data interchange, Infinity is committed to helping clinicians get paid fast so that they can spend less time tracking claims and more times with patients. As a pro advocate for the healthcare industry, we create tools that make sense for electronic claim processing and business analytics. 
Couple that with superior support team, and we strive to ensure that your business is performing at its best. Infinity, committed to the future of claim processing. Down, down, down. Let's slow it down. With the hot data jocks of talk. Ooh. It's Tech Talk. What's up, everybody? This is Dr. Jay Greenstein here with Tech Talk. I'm with my very good friend, Mr. Brad Koss, and another great friend, Eric Fernandez from Hyper Ice. Guys, great to be here with you on this Friday. We are just so psyched to be having this conversation. And Eric, I want to pick up a little bit where we left off because we were talking about R&D and how we make decisions or how you make decisions around you know, product design and what's next. Um, and in that spirit, I, I want to know kind of like what have you seen in the evolution of technology and how it's impacted impacted products, which ultimately impacts the end, end users, the patients that we serve. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and I should I should just draw a real clear line here. I know you were just sort of using the proverbial we, proverbial you, but I don't design anything. <laughs> so there's a lot of folks who are a lot smarter who look, work a lot harder on our product team who deserve a lot more credit than they ever get. But um, Hey, dude, was that, was that a shout out to Hamilton? A lot smarter and a lot you, harder. You know, uh, it was a Lebowski shout out, actually. Uh, it, oh, okay. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of the dude. Um, <laughs> I, I was about to go all Hamilton on you. I uh, love it, man. I love it. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm a little simpler. Uh, just, just the dude, man. Um, so uh, what was the question? Uh, how's it evolved? <laughs> <laughs> yes. How have, you seen it, how have you seen the product space evolve with, with yeah. the ever-increasing use of, of technology? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple things. I think... Um, there's fads out there, right? You see the rise and fall of technology or different things in a clinical environment, and, and um, that's always the case. But I, I, I will say that I think that we're at a tipping point where technology has a much more permanent role in patient care and in a clinical environment. Um, and whether that's, you know, um, um, communication and, and things like, you know, how you connect, you know, EMRs to engagement, to, to retention, et cetera, whether it's, you know, modalities like my companies make, there's a lot of ways that that, that, that looks. Um, I think that what's interesting for me and something that I'm seeing is is the role of, you know, consumer behavior. Let's be frank about it, right? Sometimes that's a dirty word, um, you know, because it's all about patient care and it is, but patients are consumers. Um, and I think what I'm seeing is a lot of consumer-driven behavior driving some of those changes. So absolutely, are people using products like percussion and vibration and hyperisis technology because it's the best at what it does. We think it is. I'll throw that out there, you know, because it can positively impact uh, uh, outcomes. Absolutely. But are they also reaching them more because patients are asking for them because patients are seeing them on NFL or NBA sidelines. Patients are experiencing them at spas or gyms. Or if we back that up, Patients, I think, want a more holistic approach to care. They want more under one roof, right? I don't want to go to my gym, to my spa, to my physical therapist, to my chiropractor, to my primary. I never see my primary care, but that's a separate issue, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I think um, what we're seeing is that, that, that evolution of more coming under one roof in a more connected space. So I think that's ultimately driving a big shift in terms of how technology has been using or why it's being used. Um, you know, on the ground, exciting things we're seeing and we're certainly trying to drive um, is sort of, you know, maybe I'll call it like democratization uh, or democratization of access to technology. And and what we're seeing is products like percussion, like vibration, like contrast therapy, like compression, and, and other things as well outside of hyperisis purview, um, 
that were previously only available for those elites, right? Elite athletes, the world's best, you know, big hospitals with big grants, wherever it may be, are now available just about anywhere, right? The price, the accessibility, the usability has gotten a lot more even. And that's really important to us as an organization. That's on par with our mission. So, you know, we're now seeing those those things that, that used to cost, you know, $5,000. You can now get a Normatech for under $1,000, right? Uh, 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 some of those early percussion devices were thousands of dollars for those like jackhammers, right? <laughs> um, yep. Now you can get a Hypervolt for, for $200, right? So um, I think that's really big. Um, and then I think there's the question of how does it connect the patient journey? But like I'm rambling, you guys got to stop me. But I think then the question is how does technology not just apply to in-clinic care, but like how, how do we take that outside of the clinic and how does that keep us connected to the patient? How does that hopefully positively impact the patient's overall journey? You know, you're talking to two guys that believe in consumerization of products and data in a huge way. I, I mean, Jay, especially, uh, his technology development has really centered around sharing that data with patients, collecting that with patients. And and I also, in some of the things that I'm doing, we feel like collecting and being transparent with the patient is very, very important. Do you currently have any of your products where your patient can, on their phone or on their Watch, can they download their session, their time, their intensity, or anything like that? Or where they could upload it to their medical records uh, where they have access to that and can share that out among things. Are there any plans now or in the future to do those kind of things? Let's see. Yes, no, maybe yesterday and sure. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, so, so Hyperice has an app. A free app you can download on your phone, Android, Apple, whatever uh, you have. Um, it, currently, our app is very sort of direct-to-consumer based. Individuals at home trying to understand how to better use this technology. And so it provides customized programming. Um, it, it provides you know education on the benefits of these, these products. It, it does allow you to pull in data from things like Strava and Apple Health and Garmin, as well as to share externally with, with friends and family. Um, Something that we think is really cool about that that we did in our first iteration of the app and we're continuing to expand is we built in what we call hypersmart technology. And, and essentially what we're doing is we're using these connected devices. So like the Hypervolt has a Bluetooth connection, right? Our vibrating foam roller has a Bluetooth connection, Normatech, other devices. And so we, we bring that usage information in terms of when you're using them, how you're using them, combined with data from say Apple Health um, and, and other pieces um, and, and you know Garmin and say heart rate sensors that you're wearing and, and we use this to get a really well uh, uh, built out profile of who you are and sort of what your activity is and we use that to then prescribe you more specific routines and protocols um, and, and, and so if you go out for a run you know we hit you with a protocol after but we base it off how strenuous was that run for you what else did you do this week Right? What was your adherence to previous protocols? There's, there's a lot more to it, but that allows us to sort of give you a more customized experience. By the way, I think my daughter is breaking into this call. Um, <laughs> That's so it's all good. You said it's all, you said it's all open on the table. Um, but I think to your point of like healthcare providers and how do we connect that journey? I cannot. Let's see your daughter. Phone. Here, let's, you wanna, you let's, let's see your daughter. You want to be, you wanna be yeah, podcast famous? No. Um, hey, <laughs> what's up, sweetheart? Say hi. She can't hear you guys because I have the headphones. Hi. On. Um, all right, Mia, you got to go find mom though, okay? Can you please go find mom and your brother? Please? Please? Go find mom, please. I love that. Um, and, uh, and so, 
you know, I think what we're working to do next, though, is, is, is connect that back to the provider and also connect that to other points of accessibility. So, you know, if you're a healthcare provider, you can then prescribe a specific protocol to your patient at home that they get served through the Hyperice app. You can also then track their adherence. They can provide feedback notes to you. Um, so that's something we're, you know, we're, we're looking to do and we're working on. Um, and again, I don't want to give away the whole house and everything we're doing, but absolutely we see that as a two-way street connection and we see that as powerful, right? Um, always allowing people to share what they don't want to share, what's not appropriate, what's private to them, but ultimately hopefully giving them better solutions um, and, and greater connection to their providers wherever they are, right? Um, whether they're you know at home or, or, or you know in California all of a sudden because you, you need to go help family out. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea that you guys have really combined um, through technology, consumerization and personalization, like that's a winning combination right there. I just, I just absolutely love that. And I'm really fascinated. I know Brad is probably as, as well about the data on the back end and what it looks like individually, but also in aggregate. So I, I know you guys, I know you guys are going to be able to leverage that in ways that will just help you deliver even better products over time and help providers and patients get the best possible outcome. So kudos to you guys for really thinking through what it takes to build this kind of technology infrastructure. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. We know we've got a long way to go and, and a lot we want to work on, and we're lucky to have feedback from folks like yourselves um, to provide that input and, and help guide next steps. So, um, you know, missions take time. This is a journey, right? And journeys don't always have totally. ends either. Sometimes it's about the journey itself and the experience. So that's how we look at it. But, um, you know, we see a lot of opportunities, to say the least. Awesome. You know, Eric, that's one of the things we do at my company is we're looking at the entire patient healthcare life cycle, I call it. We're, we're looking at every 24-hour cycles. What, what did they do in their health? You know, what healthcare providers did they see? What was the nutrition? We want to build that entire life cycle so that we then can compare and look at national standards of what is a better lifestyle for longer living, pain-free living, better health kind of things. And it is a very, very long journey. There's no question. And it consumes huge amounts of, of data and, and data analytics and then being able to understand that data and how it applies. It, are some of the basic elemental products that, and ideas that we're trying to overcome and and stitch together. Uh, Jay is a, a very big front end guy. I'm the big back end guy of how do we stitch that together and make it work and and be consumable for for the individual patients and how they use it on top of the providers. You know, the providers have a lot of that data today. That's not unusual, but being able to share it among everybody. That's where the new niche is. The interoperability laws are going to demand that. We're in the first year of that and how we're going to extract that data and match that up with the medical records that are going on today. So I, I look forward to that. If I can ever help you and your organization of understanding that backend data, I'd love to do that. Yeah, I appreciate that. We might be taking you up on it. I think there's just so many applications, right? I mean, I think you look at, you know, one, justification, justifying outcomes and care and both informing decisions we're making, but also justifying things like reimbursement rates or access, um, you know, um, is, is, is a huge one as well, but also justifying or, or getting buy-in from patients, right? Often that's a chance, like retention and having them, you know, stick to programs. Sometimes we have to prove that out and show them, you know, uh, uh, real outcomes and real results and, and even gamify the application of technology technology to get them bought in. So again, I'm on a soapbox, I'll stop, but I think it's awesome. I appreciate you guys. <laughs>
Well, you're talking no, I think Jay's it's great. language. I love it. I love gamification. So a little more of that when we take our break and get back. Uh, I'm Brad Cost, my co-host, Dr. Jay Greenstein, uh, Eric Fernandez with Hyperice. Thank you very much. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Jay Greenstein. This is Jay Greenstein. With me today is Dr. Jay Greenstein. Dr. Jay Greenstein. The world around us, and healthcare specifically, is changing at an exponential pace. Chiropractic is perfectly positioned, like we have never been right now, today, to be more successful and to be more impactful for the communities and patients that we serve. There are all sorts of evidence-based guidelines that, that support the use of non-pharmacological approaches. But what I want America to know is that health doesn't come from a pill. It's our responsibility as healthcare providers to educate the community about the evidence that exists. We really need to have a private practice app, something that will help us engage with our patients in ways that they've never experienced before. The intersection of technology and quality care is where the future of healthcare is at, and I'm really excited to bring that forward in the future. As a ChiroHealth USA provider, we're excited to work with you to identify which of your discounts are good, bad, or illegal. Most chiropractors bend over backwards to make their care affordable. Unfortunately, dual fee schedules, false claims, inducement violations, and time of service discounts can all put you at risk. And no offense, everybody's doing it doesn't work with auditors. At ChiroHealth USA, we're here to help protect and grow your practice. Just listen to our provider stats. 20% overall practice growth versus 2019. Over 50% of CHUSA patients renew their membership year after year. Over 2,500 patients per month use our provider search directory to find a CHUSA provider. At Cairo Health USA, our purpose is simple. It's to improve the quality of life for our doctors, their teams, and their patients. With over 5,000 providers and nearly a million patients, Cairo Health USA is the network that works for chiropractic. For more information, call 888-719-9990 or visit www.chirohealthusa.com. Listen to the future of healthcare with the data jocks of talk. It's Tech Talk. Welcome back. You're listening to Tech Talk. Uh, we're interviewing Mr. Eric Fernandez today of Hyperice. Eric, we were talking back in the last segment about patient records and how that is coming together in today's world and a little bit of how you're gamifying some of that. I know Jay's a huge believer in gamification, uh, that it really motivates patients. The reimbursement part of it, Jay and I fought for a long time, literally 15 to 20 years we've been fighting the battle with payers pay more pay more pay more and, and not made a tremendous amount of progress in that so now we're approaching the idea let's get enough information to show that who is the most effective um, health care providers who's giving the best care irregardless of what they're doing let's track that collect data track it stitch it together and look at a patient's health care life cycle and it sounds like you guys have that thought and process and are doing that. Can you explain a little of the gamification that you're doing with your app? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, again, I, we feel like we can be a piece in the in the puzzle and hopefully provide solutions and, and also help provide additional data points. And, and, you know, ultimately, I think a big part of what we see our role as is, is 
um, is, I don't want to say compliance because that seems too harsh when we're talking about patients using stuff at home, but but just like you t- like them actually using it, right? We know that when you prescribe a patient at home exercise, half the challenge is they don't even look at it, let alone think about doing it, right? Um, and, and so that's where one of the ways that gamification comes in for us. Again, it's it's we know that we're lucky our products are pretty sticky, right? You like to use them, they feel good, right? You pick up a Hypervolt and, you know, uh, most of our car- customers use their Hypervolt for, I think it's like 40 minutes per day, almost religiously. So wow. we've got, already have great data on utilization of our products um, through the app and, and through the research we've done. But, you know, we sort of look at gamification in a couple ways. I think one, for us, we want to enhance that stickiness and continue to create value. And at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, this thing's gonna last forever, but it doesn't do us any good if it just sits there and collects dust and just blocks my face. You know, like that, that doesn't help anybody. Um, so well, that was actually kind it. of an improvement, Eric. I don't know. What's that? Is it, is it? Is it oh, yeah, blocking your this. face, that was much better. There you go. Is that better? Um, <laughs> the foam roller ticket, well, I got a big head, so it's hard to hide, but uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> So, you know, again, I think we don't want our products collecting dust. We, we truly care about our mission that I was talking about before, and, and we want people to use them and benefit. And so, you know, there's a certain percentage of people who are going to grab it, use it, love it. But there's always that middle group that's, that's not going to get max utility. But if we give them a little push, you know, we can get them there. And there's always going to be a group that gets excited by it, grabs it, and, and it starts to collect dust, no matter how good our stuff is. And so, again, if we can take a percentage of them and move them into that mid-tier, and then maybe over time move them to that top tier, that, that has a real impact on, on our users, on the benefits they receive, and, and um, you know, uh, overall sort of this recovery and wellness movement that we're really trying to help steward. So from a gamification standpoint, we do things like give you a hyper smart and like a score, right? And a very simple score that, that's driven by your compliance to protocols, your utilization on a daily and weekly basis. Um, we're working on giving you ways to interact with, you know, uh, uh, friends and other users, being able to share your recovery sessions uh, externally, um, you know, very simple, straightforward gamification metrics that are active in a lot of programs and apps like Strava and even on social media and otherwise. Um, then I think what, where this gets exciting is how do you use gamification not just to increase the utility of this one product, right, or get them to use that, but but how do we get them to use other things and think about other other uh, 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 you know either interventions like a physical modality or or exercise or activities that can that can positively impact their well being. And so our app is not just how to use a hypervolt or a vibrating foam roller, right? We've got uh, mindfulness techniques by Michael Gervais, right? Performance, head performance coach for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, among many other things. We've got, you know, breathing techniques. We've got, you know, other movement routines and stretching and warming wake up. Um, Hyperice just added the core meditation trainer so we can try to connect more of the, the mental wellness to the physical. Um, so, so there's that cross-pollination is the word I always use to sort of, once we get you into the ecosystem and get you benefiting and liking it, how can we bring these other solutions to you? And again, going back to our early conversation, we absolutely see a pathway where that can bring you back into a physical clinic, into a provider where needed, right? And, and really connect that overall journey. Because people are going to, you know, they go up, they go down, they go left, right, woozy, upsy, wherever it is over the course of their life. And so if we can help positively steer them in a good direction, um, well, we're, we're sort of all rising together. Yeah, I, I think the... Um the idea that patients will have a period of time with their provider and then leave because they're feeling better, their function has improved, and then most likely come back because we're human beings and we have issues over time is 
is just a fact of life. And the providers who create, to use your word, Eric, that stickiness with products, content, um, gamification apps, whatever it may be, that stay connected to their patients are going to be the winners. They're going to be the winners. So I love what you guys are doing. And it's so interesting because there are so many of us in this healthcare technology space that we all have the same mission, right? We all want to do good for the world. And we all have a slightly different approach. But the, the combination of these approaches can be incredibly beneficial for the patients and population health at large. So it's, it's really exciting to be in healthcare and in health tech at this time. Um, I want to know, so where, where are you going to be at? Where can people see you and your products next? What, what shows are you doing? What conferences, conventions? Where, where can they find you, Eric? That's a great question. Uh, we're all over the place. Um, I think for this year within chiropractic, I feel like we're pretty wrapped um, we'll be at uh, on the physical therapy side. If any of your listeners dabble over there, um, we'll be at the APTA private practice section in a couple weeks in Dallas, Texas. Um, we'll be at APTA CSM in February in San Antonio. And then we'll make the rounds at a lot of the major chiropractic shows um, moving into next year. But we haven't, we haven't set that schedule. But um, I'll give myself a shameless plug, which is that we're always available um, and always want to chat. And whether that's sharing research behind our products, some of the, the revenue models and marketing programs we offer, um, providing demos, uh, our, you know, again, our enhanced clinical education, all of it's available, but you won't find it on our website. So I'd simply ask, you go, you email rehab at hyperice.com, rehab at hyperice.com. One of our team members will reach back out to you, answer any questions you have. That's, that's the best way to find us in this virtual world that, that we're still living in. That's awesome. So what about fun? Like, what are you doing for fun that's coming up? Anything, any trips planned for the fall or the holidays? You know, as you might have meant, as you might have noticed, I've got a, I've got a young daughter and I've got an even younger son. So uh, fun's got an interesting definition. Like this weekend <laughs> when they all got the stomach bug and I didn't, like knock on wood, that was fun. Ish. <laughs> um, so uh, next big fun uh, for me is, uh, you know, outside of the usual, like chasing more tacos in my life and, and nice. arguing over whether Hawaiian pizza is a U.S. invention or a Canadian and what that implication is on our geopolitical world. Yeah, I don't even get it's a Hawaiian real topic pizza. of conversation, but probably not for today. Um, yeah, I'll be headed down to the Dominican with any luck in, uh, in, in January with the family. I'll be doing a lot of kiteboarding Sweet. down there, eating a lot of tacos, uh, amongst other things. Nice. So that's, that's the next really big thing uh, outside of the day-to-day -day, uh, joys of being a parent. Okay, wait, this is a critical question. Do you like hard shell tacos or soft tacos? So I'm not one to discriminate and you've met me in person, I'm not a small individual. Um, but <laughs> o o overall, I would probably say, it depends a little on the medium, like uh, what's going in it. But overall, I've, I've turned into more of a soft shell flour tortilla kind of a guy. Wow. For better or for worse. But a hard shell taco, especially when you're like looking for that crunch and looking for like more of a traditional beef taco, I feel like is pretty awesome. I think fish has gotta be soft. Uh, soft shell for sure. Um, and then, you know, this is going to really, really incriminate me, but like, there's nothing wrong with a Taco Bell, like Locos, like their Dorito taco, <laughs> right? Like the Locos taco, like that, that cool ranch shell, that's, that's actually where it's at. If you don't care about like living, but I eat hot dogs too. So it's fine. You know, <laughs> let me tell you something, Brad, have you ever had a nacho cheese, a nacho cheese, hard shell, taco like they like um i forgot that old, old el paso makes them oh my god they're incredible i'm a hard shell guy i don't i'm yeah i'll eat soft i'll eat soft but i love the hard shell have you ever had that brad oh yeah yeah i'm a hard i'm a soft shell kind of guy and you know i i've learned to make kendria my wife is a vegetarian so i do jackfruit 
tacos that just, even for me, a meat eater, are outstanding. Uh, they look and string just like beef. But I tell you what, one of my favorite tacos is a uh, lingua, a tongue taco. And if you're ever in Tulsa, we'll go out and have some. Because that really is, you get among the Hispanic population here, we've got some great areas of Hispanic. And the food in the tortilla factories and stuff, lingua tacos are number one, they will tell you, because of the flavor and the spices that go with them. Have you ever had a, a tongue taco, Eric? The cat's got my tongue. I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Eric just canceled his trip to the Dominican. He's going to Oklahoma. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. I, I guarantee you somewhere in the Dominican, you would find, you would find uh, uh, tongue tacos. You know, they they use all kinds of beef, uh, pork. Uh, we've got some amazing uh, uh, tamale factories and stuff that are very true, but you got to be there by 8 o'clock in the morning because they sell out, you know, every morning early. So so tell us quickly, what's what's your daughter's hey, look, name? Back. Mia's, Mia's back. This is Mia. Mia. And Mia, M-I-A. And she is, how old are you, Mia? Three months old. Not three months. How old are you? Five. She's three years old. And what are you going to be for Halloween? A mermaid. She's going to be a mermaid. Awesome. Mermaid. That's so cool, Mia. Tell her we said that's cool. Is, there's a question as to whether I'll, uh, I'll I'll be a mermaid or a merman or what that's going to look like. But another t- story for another time. Sounds like we need some pictures, we bro. Whatever pictures. happens, we need some pictures. Yeah. Especially if it's a merman. Probably. We need pictures, Eric. We've come to the end here, and I want to take you as a host here. I want to say thank you for spending the last 40 minutes with us talking about your product. I think it was super cool that you're on today, and I was at the PT, and there were hyper ice products there. I'll, I'll have to go back and tell them I interviewed you. Uh, but thank you a lot for everything that you do. I look forward to meeting you in person at some of the conferences and uh, looking up. Jay? How did your boys do to this yes, weekend? Uh, I think they did pretty well, didn't they? Yeah, they had a pretty they had a pretty easy run of it uh, last week, but this week we play Penn State, and I'm I'm quite nervous. Are you? Penn State's coming off a loss. Oh man, yeah, it's always a tough game against against the Nittany Lions. So I'm um, keep my fingers crossed. Well, How about cl- you? Who do you guys my play? My Cowboys took a loss this weekend. I, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, again, I, it. There was a bad call maybe at the end, the last minute and a half. I, I don't know. I hope they come back. We're playing KU, so surely we'll come back and, and get that. Maybe we can win out oh, the yeah. season with just a one-loss uh, one season, so I look forward to that. So, Jay, take care. Uh, um, my thoughts to your parents. I hope everything goes well there. Uh, look forward to seeing you Thanks, next, next week. We're, we're together in Phoenix, I hope. Yeah. So, anyway. Can't wait. Well, audience, thank you for tuning in today. From myself, Brad Cost, and Dr. Jay Greenstein, have a good day. Bye now. Come on! And the Data Doc of Talk is Tech Talk.